Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is May 13th, it's 2019, and we only have uh, six baseball games to talk about here today. I'm joined by my good buddy, like I, every, like I am every Monday, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man, doing great. Uh, man, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but as an aside, uh, what a wild uh, last two playoff games for NBA, and I'm not talking about like fantasy, I'm talking about real life playoff basketball uh just man just just crazy finishes there um you know Port- portland trailblazers pull one out Kawhi pulls one out at the end just just two really good games here uh so man it, it's it, it was it was interesting so uh happy to see that i'm actually pretty excited for dame to move on to the western conference finals uh he's he's a player that i like um just it was it was good man so definitely glad to see that and ready to break this slate down yeah um you want to know how many minutes of the game i watched on either game the last three minutes or, or, or I, I watched zero of neither i watched zero minutes of basketball <laughs> um between mother's day and then um just other stuff going on like i just did not get to um I did not get to watch basketball. More important things going on today. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I needed – it was actually not bad, Will, because I kind of needed a day off of sports um, after after Saturday. You know, the race just did not go Stevie's way. It was, it was a brutal day. Um, so, needed a day away from sports. Back on the grind today. I'm super busy today. Like, I have so much stuff I have going on today. I couldn't have picked a better day to – plan all the stuff that I needed to do for a six game slate. <laughs> so yeah. couldn't have picked a better slate to have a bunch of stuff going on today. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, I, I totally get it. Uh, you know, happy mother's day to Katie, happy mother's day to all the mothers a, a day late, but uh, I didn't get a pod to say that. So uh, happy mother's day. And uh, we hope you guys had a, had a fantastic day. All right, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders link so that way you get access to all the cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. We run them from time to time. If you want access to those, make sure you sign up through the links. You'll also get three months of Rotor Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft as well. They got a $10,000 home run over there today on the slate. It's only a 13 entry max. $20 buy in, 13 entry max. You're not playing against 150 teams. I love the utility spots, the the outfield, infields all mixed up. So when you have two first basemen on the same team that you want to play and you can't anywhere else, make sure you check out Fantasy Draft. Uh, multiple third basemen, too. There's always like two, three third basemen that I like on a slate, and Fantasy Draft makes it a lot easier to make those stacks work. So let's jump in to this one. We start um, with the Milwaukee at Philadelphia game. It's going to be an opener, and then it's going to be Freddie Peralta against Aaron Nola. No total in this game. A little bit of wind concerns, a little bit of rain concerns, a little bit of coldiness concerns. So we'll have to see what Kevin Ross says on this one. 
Uh, any interest here in Freddie Peralta? Oh, man, I I feel like I should just because I I think he's going to be um, a guy that that we can look to for upside on the slate. Um, I mean, he's seven K. I think he'll maybe go five innings, and so I I feel like I should. I'm just I would just prefer to not play him in this ballpark. I mean, I, I know the weather may be a little chilly, but I, I still like this ballpark enough to where I, th- I think I'd fade Freddie here in this spot. A lot of power bats, um, you know, power righty in, in Hoskins, power, power lefty in, in Harper. Uh, Segura is kind of going to get on base. Um, McCutcheon that should get on base. Real Muto should drive in some runs. So I'm just – when I look at the lineup overall, I'm just scared enough in terms of of run potential that I think I would fade Freddie in this spot. I, I got a, a, another guy that I think I'd play more. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good pitchers on the slate. I just, you know, I, I don't think I'll end up on Freddie Peralta. I can understand why you would, uh, being 7K. He's probably my favorite player under 8,000 8, today uh, for what it's worth. So, like I, I understand, like if you want to make a stack work or something along those lines, and, and you're going down in this range, like he's interesting in that aspect. And I just read a report that said he actually was probably going to start this game and not be in that whole place or, or the opener kind of thing. So obviously that helps him out a little bit. Um, Aaron Nola, tough spot here for Aaron Nola. We like Aaron Nola. He's a very good pitcher, but Will he struggles with lefties, and they're gonna probably throw four or five lefties at him here? Yeah, I mean, you got to think they're going to do that. And I, I don't – that's kind of the same thing with Nola. I mean, obviously he's a good real-life pitcher. And I think he could very well go out there and uh, and have a good, a good game. Um, but, I mean, if you look at this season, um, strikeouts are down a little bit, j- just a touch. I think about 3% if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know – it's, it's still lower to lefties. He's walking lefties 4% more right now at 11.8%. Still not giving up a lot of hard contact. Uh, I do think that will normalize, but I'm with you here. I don't, I don't think we have to play Nola F- fully, fully, fully knowing, though, that he could, if he could turn a corner, uh, he could really get going here as a pitcher. So, um, I, I, he's not like a primary guy for me. I do think if I was, you know, multi-inner and I think I'd get some exposure because I am going to expect him to be lower owned than say a Barrios today. Um, so I, I, I do think if, if it's multi-entry season for, for all of you out there, then I, I think, I think Nola's a guy, you definitely get some exposure to um, and maybe try to go with the field or maybe a little bit more depending on where he's at. Yeah, we kind of see him regress a little bit this season compared to last year in 2017. This is what we we saw from Aaron Nola, you know, early in his career. But you know, if we're looking at the start of since the start of last season, the numbers are still very good against lefties. It's just the numbers this season against lefties are super concerning. So, um, you know, obviously there's a new catcher there. You know, that could be making a huge difference. I don't know who's calling the pitches for Philly, but something something's not right, and we'll, we'll see the numbers come down a little bit. But there's too many good bats in this lineup um, to 
to play him in this spot, in my opinion. There's just too many good pitchers on the slate. And I actually think that the Brewer's stack is in play. Um, I don't know how popular it will be here. You can roll out Yelich, Moustakas, Thames, and Shaw and have the four lefties there. And I don't know. Like, is this a spot they're going to be popular? Like, we're still paying up for Yelich, but, you know, you know, Grandal should be back in the lineup. We should actually get five lefties. Like, you know, this is a spot that I think the Brewers are a little interesting for tournaments. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, and honestly, I think the Brewers – are always interesting for tournaments, especially in a spot like this. Now, it is a little, it should be a little bit chilly, so it's not going to be like hitting in Milwaukee, obviously. But this is still a pretty good hitter's part. I do think the weather will, will neutralize it a little bit. Uh, man, cue up another plug in for uh, Kevin Ross, Weather Edge. Check that out tomorrow and just see. Um, it, it could very well be about the same. And so if we're only seeing, you know, you know, 1% lower in home runs and run. like I, I'd be more than willing to fire it up. So uh, I'm with you. I, I think a, I think a stack is in play uh, for sure. Travis Shaw just continues to be cheap on FanDuel. He's 2,200, uh, you know, very cheap there on DK. Uh, he's 2,600, <laughs> very cheap there. I mean, if he's in a lineup, I think this, he's just a cash game special so just just get him in so like like i mean i, I like the lefties a lot here for sure um any interest here in the philly bats i, I do i i do have interest in philly and, and i know i keep talking about the weather because i i, I think it's going to be important but i don't know if it's going to be important enough for me to take them off take them off from stacking um you know like i said i talked about harper at 4400 this price is coming down um, McCutcheon at 41, Oduba Herrera 37. I'm just kind of giving out the pricing uh, just to kind of show you guys that these guys are fairly affordable. Uh, Mikel Franco at 4K at the bottom of this lineup, um, you know, is a guy that that I still like. And, you know, when when you look at Freddie, I mean, the, the strikeout numbers are going to be there, but he's still going to give up the hard contact. Uh, the XFIP on the season right now is 4.54, giving up 45.7% hard contact on both sides of the plate, giving up a little bit more to righties though at 48.8%. So uh, he's got the strikeout ability, but he's also giving up the hard contact. I, I like the Phillies as a stack here for sure. Yeah. And McCutcheon and Gene Segura, the two guys that stand out to me a lot here. Um, I like ground ball hitters against um, Freddie Peralta. He's a massive fly ball guy. Um, Herrera towards the bottom of that order as well. Um, those guys are all really interesting, and like obviously they're 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 all in play here. This is an interesting game. Be interesting to see what the total looks like once we get it. Houston at Detroit. Brad Peacock, Mac Boyd, eight total. Peacock is a one forty favorite here. Any interest in Brad Peacock? Oh uh, yeah, I, I do have some interest in Brad Peacock. This is one of the main reasons why I don't think I want to play uh, Freddie Peralta here. I really think that. You know, he, I, I just I think that Peacock could really get the job done here um, uh, against this Detroit team. Uh, should be able to garner a few strikeouts. He's eighty five hundred, so I know that's like seventy five hundred more than uh, I mean fifteen hundred more, excuse me, than Peralta. But uh, but I think the fifteen hundred is worth it against this Detroit team that's striking out pretty pretty mightily here uh, to to start the season. Um, I mean. Just up and down this lineup, if you look at the K rates, 
from Goodrum on down, they're all pretty much above 20%. The average uh, strikeout rate right now as a team is 25.5 with this particular lineup. So I, I think Peacock should have a pretty good day here. Um, you know, giving up a lot of hard contact to lefties right now. But if you look at this lineup, you might only face two, maybe. Um, you know, if, if they play Goodrum, Stewart, and Candelario, he'll face three. But uh, that's still not going to scare me off. I, I like Red Peacock here for tournaments and cash games. Yeah, Peacock is certainly interesting today. Big strikeout rate against righties. Very, very high strikeout rate team. Uh, against right-handed pitching. So everything's kind of lining up for Brad Peacock today. You know, he pitched really well in his last outing. I think it was against uh, Kansas City, double-checking, yes. And, like, it was the most pitches that he's thrown in a game this season. So you get 12 strikeouts in that Kansas City game. He's a guy that has the strikeout ability. So um, certainly like Brad Peacock here. They they do have a short leash with him. When he starts getting in trouble past the fourth inning, like, he's not a guy that they're afraid to yank. So you got to be careful with that. Um but as far as tournaments go, I think Peacock is certainly fine here. Um, I like Matt Boyd on the other side of this game, too, Will. Like, you know, Houston, obviously a team that scares me. Anytime I'm, I'm going to take a pitcher against them, they don't strike out a ton. But he's just – he's he's taken that next step finally. And he looks really, really good just in general. Um, the thing that always concerns me about Matt Boyd is he's a massive fly ball guy. He gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, and he's facing a team with a lot of power. So, obviously, that's concerning. I think I, I'm with you. I'd lean Peacock in, in cash games over Boyd. But in tournaments, I, I think Matt Boyd and Peacock are in play um, together or, you know, either one. Um, what's your thoughts here on Matt Boyd? Yeah, I, I like Boyd uh, at, at 8,800. I, 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 listen, I, I, I think it's fair because if you look at his price the past few starts, it's been 9,500, 9,300, 9,300. That was against the White Sox, Kansas City, and the Angels. Uh, the last time he was this cheap, it was against Cleveland. He was 8,700. Um, he was 8,100 against Pittsburgh. Uh, I I just think the price decrease is definitely going to warrant consideration. He's going to be at home. Um, do I think he has a higher likelihood to give up runs? today more than usual absolutely uh do i think it takes away his upside maybe a little but but i still think he gets the job done man so i i like matt boyd here um uh, you know houston they've been been really really good overall but uh you know a, as of right now I, I i would still play boyd i mean they've got you know, a couple guys that are actually above 20, 20% right now, K rates on the season, on the season. But Springer, Bregman, uh, Brantley's at 20, Correa at 23, and Tyler White at 38, Jake Marisnik at 36. I mean, they've got one, two, three, four, five, five guys at, at, at around 25%. So I, I like Boyd. I, I think he'll be fine. Will he get up some runs? I think so. Will he get blown up? I don't think so. So he, he's for sure in play in tournaments. I wouldn't play Boyd and Cash in this spot, though. Yeah, and also it also helps, too, that Altuve is on the IL that takes out one of the better contact hitters in this lineup. So, obviously, that, that helps Boyd as well. You know, you're going to get Diaz in there, and, you know, his numbers this season haven't been terrible, but he's still a guy that very low power, very low Woba. Um, so, like, it, it's a massive downgrade for this lineup, losing Altuve and having – 
a guy like um, Diaz in there. So the way that I approach the Houston bats in this spot, like, you know, Springer obviously is very interesting here. He's always a, a guy that you want to look at against fly ball pitchers. He's a ground ball hitter. Um, you know, so he's certainly interesting. You know, Bregman's always interesting. I'm not like super crazy about these guys. Like I don't maybe, maybe playing a couple one-offs, um, one or two guys like Springer Bregman. But uh, again, it's why one of the reasons that I like Boyd. Yeah, I, I like Boyd. Uh, like I said, I, I like him as well, man. I think, I think to be honest, the guys that I would look at are, are maybe Springer, may, maybe Bregman. I actually just looking across the board here, like Gurriel and Chirinos would, would kind of be some off the board one offs that I think I'd take a look at because realistically, uh, they have just as much of a, uh, uh, I, I guess possibility to kind of send one out of the park as the other guy. And I think, you know, on this slate, you probably get a guy like Torino Seguriel at much lower ownership. Speaking of Guriel, I mean, his price just continues to be really low across the board. 2,900 on, uh, on FanDuel, 3,800 on DK. Uh, I, I think he's in play, man. Just, you know, I think if you need some salary relief, he's, he's definitely a guy you can look at. Uh, looking at the Detroit bats, anything standing out to you here for Detroit? No, e even on this small slate, I'm not touching Detroit, man. I, I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, if this game was in Houston and we had Detroit on the road, like Nico Goodrum's like oh, 3,500. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. like I'm I'm guaranteed that like ninth inning. Um, I, I still think Goodrum would probably be the guy that I'd look at here. Him, him or Stewart. Um, Candelario is cheap, but give me Travis Shaw for $500 less. Um, that's kind of how I, how I would approach that situation. Yeah. Um, moving on angels and twins, nine total Tyler Skaggs, Jose Barrios, Barrios, one fifty favorite here. Um, let's talk Skaggs first. You know, he's a guy that's, I, I don't even, I don't think I have any interest in him. Just. I think there's enough righties in the Minnesota lineup that I'm a little concerned, but when you look at the lineup or the numbers just in general for this team, they kind of have struggled with left-handed pitching. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've struggled overall, but e even on the season, like, they've got some guys that, that haven't struggled as much. So, for instance, I think Garver will be back in the lineup today. They gave him the day off. Uh, right on on the season right now, 316, ISO 549, roll with 19% K rate. Uh, you know, Eddie Rosario, he's not going to get any ownership today, even on a small slate. Guaranteed no ownership. Lefty, lefty spot, 400 ISO, 455, roll with 60.7% K rate, 13.3% uh, walk rate. CJ Cron, obviously. Uh, 526 well before, I mean 526 ISO. This collect this little collection of guys right here, man, are guys that that I really like in this spot. Guys that I trust. Uh, I I I think they can get the job done, man. Especially with the guy that's going to be mostly fastball, mostly. Um, I I I, I trust him, and then, and then right now, I mean, the, the velocity on is in that 80 to 80, 89 mile power range on his fastball for right now. I, I think it'll pick up. Uh, but but that's for right now. I mean, you look, Garver's got a 500 ISO, and that's 200 batted ball events. I'm, I'm kind of looking at this season. Uh, th this team, I, I like them, man. I, I know overall it, they may seem watered down, but uh, I like them a lot. Uh, I, th I think I will have exposure uh, to the Minnesota Twins today.
this is where you put your um, recent trends to the test because I was looking at 2018 on, and there was a lot of bad numbers here for the Twins. I get oh, yeah. in, in 2018 this team was terrible against left-handed pitching, just absolutely terrible. And when you look at the numbers for this season, they've actually been really good. They're second in, in baseball as far as WOBA goes. Um, they also have the second highest WRC plus against lefties and the second highest hard hit rate against lefties this season at, collectively as a team. So obviously, you know, a guy like Nelson Cruz helps, you know, he's banged up. He left Sunday's game with a wrist injury. Even if he plays, he, I'd probably fade him. I don't like wrist injuries, especially with power guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to play Skaggs here. What are we doing with Jose Barrios against uh, the Angels in this spot? Man, Jose's my favorite pitcher on the slate, man. Uh, I, I I really like him here. He, he's my number one as of right now. Um, even with Mike Trout in there, no big deal. I will have Barrios today. Um, I mean, look, look on, on the season right now, he, he's been much better against righties in terms of, you know, keeping the ball on the ground, so forth and so on. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, lefties keeping the ball on the ground. So, you know, that'll kind of neutralize guys like Goodwin, Calhoun, Otani for the most part. The problem is he's, he's given up um, – I mean, he's given up a lot of hard contact. So I, I, I don't like the hard contact numbers, but in terms of uh, overall, he should see more righties than lefties. So I, I, I'm okay with, with, with playing him in this spot. I, I still think he's my number one as far as talent and, uh, and upside. So, you know, on, on all sites, he's in play for me. And I got that backwards on lefties and righties. He's, give, he's given up more fly balls to lefties than righties. Sorry about that. But bottom line is I like him. He's, he's my favorite pitcher on the day. Yeah, I, I like him. Um, I don't know if he's my favorite pitcher on the day, but I can certainly see why you like him as much as you do. Um, this is a good spot for him. He's a nice little discount from Robbie Ray. Um, I, I do like him more than I like Aaron Nola today, so he does have that going for him. Um, I, I worry about anytime Barrios faces a team that's a little bit patient that doesn't strike out a lot, I worry about those types of starts, but we're going to put that – high strikeout rate to the test here because like you say he's going to face a lot of righties you know even with otani being back they still have a majority right-handed heavy lineup um so um i like barrios i don't really like any of the angels bats if i was going to play somebody from the angels obviously it would be trout um i don't mind otani in, in this spot either like the the power lefties here um would be who i'd be looking at the most yeah, yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, you know. And I'm 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 not using these stars to kind of say, oh, he's going to go out and have a dominating performance. Uh, but you know, you look at Toronto, Houston, Baltimore, the last couple of games, Detroit, Philly, Cleveland. Obviously, he played them first, and then he kind of struggled with KC. But overall, I mean, he, he's been getting the twenty to twenty-five fantasy point range. Uh, I take that all day. Uh, on this slate for sure. Um, I like the Minnesota righties in this spot. You know, you kind of already gave all the numbers out there. I hate paying up a catcher, but Garver obviously is in a really good spot. Oh, so man. is Grandall. Like, we have two really good catching spots today. Like, 
might be a day to you know spend a little of that money over there on catcher i hate it though i do i really do <laughs> um but yeah you, you talked about cj crone and his numbers obviously even since the start of last season he's been really good against lefties um I'd be careful with Nelson Cruz, like I said. Marwin Gonzalez used to be really good against lefties. His numbers have really dropped off um, over the last couple of years. You know, obviously, the playing time has been a lot less for him. Um, so if you want to account it to that. But I think you could look at the righties here. And then, like you said, Rosario's a little sneaky, sneaky spot here against Skaggs, um, who does have a higher strikeout rate and doesn't really walk lefties. But the hard hit rate is still there. The guy gets hit hard just about anybody. So... Uh, if you want to play the recent trend games, uh, the recent trend team today is the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, I, I like I like the Twins a lot today. Um, you know, the last three games they've been averaging about 5.67 runs. Uh, I mean, and that's that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's sixth on the list. We've got a couple other teams that have been been, been a little bit more well, and some a lot more. But on the season. The Twins are fourth in the league right now in terms of run score averaging 5.34. So I, I I really like the Twins here. I, I, I'm, I'm on board with, with, with playing them as a stack today for sure. Can you name the childhood movie that was focused around the Twins franchise? Hold on. Hold on. Ken Griffey Jr. robs the game winner. Spoiler alert. From oh, the, the was 90s. it Major League? Well, yeah, Major League was was based around the Twins. Oh no, that was based around the Indians. Um, yes, it was. Yes, it was. The, the uh, Twins was Indians. Little Big League. Um, little Big League. That's yeah. yeah. Whereas Grandpa, uh, yeah, don't want to give out too many spoilers on it, but yeah, because uh, rookie. Of the don't year watch was, it now. I just told you the ending. Uh, yeah, a little bit because rookie of the year was the Cubs. That was the first thing, but rookie of the year was the Cubs. Oh, man, Major League was the Indians. Moneyball was. The A's. Oakland, yeah. yeah. Gosh, how did I miss movies. that? Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Move movie trivia. When when it comes to baseball movies, um, I, I'm pretty. I've, I've seen a lot of baseball movies, so um, don't mess Man. with me. Don't, don't mess with me. One of my favorite parts of Little Big League is the pitcher, that the crazy dude that has to pump up his glove and everything. Yeah. When he blows like the big bubbles, but <laughs> hey, we're the Cleveland Indians. We just got done talking about them. Wild thing, uh, Shane yeah. Bieber. Wild thing, Shane Bieber. You just got a new nickname against there Renardo Lopez. Eight and a half total here, Bieber. The wild thing is a one fifty favorite. Do we have interest in in, in Bieber in this spot against Chicago? I do. Uh, I, I like Bieber here. You know, Bieber's a guy that. You know, I, I I know is has been giving up some hard contact, but man, uh, against the White Sox, I, I I don't mind him here. Um, you know, you look at the the K rate to lefties is a lot lower, the K rate to righties is a lot higher, and that's on the season. I I do think it'll kind of uh, get back in line here because I mean, if you look at you know the combined numbers for eighteen and nineteen, uh, you'll see the K rate a lot closer. So, you know, if, if you look at it combined, he's at 23.3% K rate to lefties, 26.6% to righties. That's combined. If you look at it this season, though, it does look like he's leaning a lot more to righties. At right now, he's at 32.1% and, uh, you know, 19.2% to lefties. Uh, this team is going to throw out, you know, probably, what, four or five lefties today. 
but these guys still have high strikeout rates. Lure Garcia, switch hitter, uh, 26.7%. Moncada, switch hitter, better from the left, better from the left side of the plate, 26.3%. Uh, Alonzo is is down there at 19, so you know he's he's okay. Tilson's okay, but Tilson's just been called up. He hasn't played a whole a whole lot yet. And then Delmonico at 31.7, Yomer Sanchez at 27.2. If Yomer plays, uh, so I, I'm I'm just not afraid of the White Sox with Beaver today. I, I think he can get the job done. He's not my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, I think he's definitely serviceable. My biggest issue. I have I have a pro and a con to to Bieber today, and my pro is he's finally throwing his changeup more against lefties, and it's really helped him out quite a bit. But he's still not striking out lefties. He doesn't really have that big time strikeout pitch against lefties, but he is trying to use that changeup more to keep them off balance. Where last year he wasn't using that much, and like lefties just pummeled him. Um, the con to it is. Will he keep doing it? And even though his numbers have been better against lefties this season, I hate using a small sample. So using since the start of last season, he has struggled with lefties and he's really been better against righties. Plus he just saw this team five days ago. Little, little concerns. The strikeout upside is certainly there, but there's a lot of lefties in this lineup. There's probably only going to be two righties. So the platoon advantage in this game goes to the White Sox, um, not Shane Bieber. Um, and, and obviously, like, they all strike out enough where it still might not matter, but where, you know, we're going to talk about a game coming up and, you know, the, the, we got platoons in certain places like we talked about with Barrios where he has kind of the platoon advantage and stuff like that, so... I don't hate Bieber. I don't love Bieber. I will probably have him on a team or two today because I do want to mix up my 9K pitchers. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. And then on the other side, Renardo Lopez. Man, this guy at one point was a big-time prospect, and he has just been awful. I know the Indians have been abysmal at the plate this season, but I still can't pull the trigger on Renardo Lopez. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't think I would, man. I mean, even so, as bad of, as they've been on the season, if you look at what the K rates are right now, and, and I, look, and K, K rates can't get you in trouble because the Indians have not been scoring runs, okay? The, the Indians have not been scoring runs. In fact, uh, Cleveland on the season right now, is averaging 3.53 runs per game, Stevie. 3.53. That's probably about a run and a half lower than last year. Almost. Uh, I got to look. I got to pull last year to make sure that's accurate. But I, I know it's. It's. Uh, yeah, last year, Stevie, they averaged 4.9 runs a game. So, so they're about a run and a half lower than they were last season. I, I do expect that to pick up some, but they have not been hitting well. And I still have some slight interest in this team because of the prices. I They're, they're getting a, a get-right matchup, in my opinion. This is a get-right matchup. Look at this team overall. You get Lindor at 3,600 on FanDuel. Jose Ramirez at 3,500 on FanDuel. 
on DK, you get Lindor at 47 and you get Ramirez at 43. Um, that might seem a little expensive, but last year we were paying around 52 and 5,300 for these guys. I, I, I have some interest here in the Cleveland Indians on this slate, a six, a, a six gamer. They'll probably have lower ownership with a guy that has a 5.41 XFIP and is, is struggling from both sides of the plate, 40% hard contact to righties, 59.4% fly ball rate, 36.5% hard contact to lefties, 44.4% hard contact rate. Uh, I, I, I've got interest here, Stevie. Please, please, please. Uh, give me a reason to not play the Indians. I, I I need a reason not to because they've been so awful. I don't have a reason for you, Will. Um, the White Sox bullpen, one of the worst bullpens in baseball, too. Uh, so, you know, it helps the Indians. So, if oh, they do God. get to Lopez early, like, this bullpen has really good strikeout upside as far as these bat these pitchers go. But their XFIP is, is pushing the third highest in baseball right now. They have a really high left on base percentage with a with a lower BABIP, so they're they're kind of running a little pure, and that's probably why the XFIP is so high. But you know the home run per nine is over one one point two. Uh, so for me, you know this bullpen, the ERA of this bullpen does not do justice of what the advanced numbers tell us. So um, I like the Indians today as well. Lindor, Ramirez, Kipnis, Santana. And cargo, I'm not, forgetting, not forgetting about my boy Jake Bowers. Yeah, um, and you can wrap this stack like Martin batting last. You can wrap this stack with Cleveland being on the road today as well. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, listen, Steve, you, you know, I love a wrap around this nine one two three is pretty tasty for on a six game slate. Oh, you're getting me excited about the Indians. I, I man, I was hoping you were going to find a way to just talk me off. But seriously, man, the Indians are one of my favorite teams today. As bad as they've been, that they are one of my favorite teams. Oh boy, look look out, world! <laughs> yeah, hey, the stats line up with it. Um, yeah. As far as the White Sox bats go, they are a sneaky stack. Um, I don't think I would fully stack them. I'd probably run like a, a two or three man. So I guess I don't know if you'd call a two man stack a stack per se, but they are. They're just a little interesting today. They're not going to be very. They're very not going to be very highly owned, um, and, and I like them for that reason. Uh, I'm not going crazy with them, but you know, if I'm looking for a low owned stack to pair with a chalkier team, uh, with a chalkier pitcher or something, you know, then I'd be looking at the White Sox. Yeah, man, and Tim Anderson has just been hot this year. Like seriously, I mean, he he, he sent another one out of the park on Sunday. Just. Just been hot, man. Seven spot, one spot, three spot. It doesn't matter where he's hitting. He's just raking right now. Um, I, I don't think we need him today, but I did want to point that out on this pod. Like, look out for Tim Anderson, man. The guy's smoking. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh at Arizona. Nick Kingham against Robbie Ray. Eight and a half total. Ray, a 170 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Nick Kingham? No. That was quick, Will. Like you just straight to the point. No, no interest in Nick Kingham. <laughs> Zero interest in Kingham today. None. Yep, and uh, we are looking at the roof being open um, in Arizona. It's still not like super hot yet. You know, right when it starts to get hot, we know the roof will start to close. But 
Yeah, Kingdom for the most part, 4.83 XFIP, 21% K rate. Not a lot of stats backing up wanting to play him. He has been better against right-handed batters instead of lefties, and this team is a majority uh, right-handed batted team. But the lefties should be able to do enough damage here where Nick Kingham really won't be a factor. So I'm going to pass as well. I hate the fact that Robbie Ray is the most expensive pitcher on this slate, Will, but I don't care. Um, Pittsburgh is one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. They have been all year. They've been dominated by so many different lefties this year. This team has a 28.5% K rate. They have a 59 WRC plus and an ISO of 0.092. I understand they're starting to get healthier, and this team, as far as just Guys being back look better on paper, but there's still a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. And Robbie Ray, as bad as he may be at times, does have the strikeout ability to go out and just absolutely dominate Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah, man. And so here's the deal. Because I I, I, I said something earlier, and I'm not retracting my statement. It's going to make sense, though. On DraftKings... I'm still going to side with Berrios. He's absolutely my favorite pitcher on the slate. We're getting a nice little discount, 600 bucks. I I, I just, I like it. On FanDuel, there's no way I'd play Berrios over Robbie Ray. Berrios is 10-4. Robbie Ray is 8,800. Just no, there's no way I would do that in this spot. Uh, definitely my top-ranked pitcher on FanDuel, probably my third-ranked pitcher on DK because we're getting Barrios and Boyd at, an, at what I consider a really nice discount. So just wanted to put that out there. On FanDuel, I think Razor Guy. To get back to your point, though, Stevie, you've already brought it up. This lineup has just been god-awful against left-handed pitching this season. We've got three guys that may be in this lineup that have been striking out at a 40% clip. That's right. You heard me. 40%. We've got another three guys grouped together that may be in this lineup that are striking out above 25, 24, 28, and 29. That's right. You heard me. 24, 28, and 29. Oh, man. This is just a smash spot for Robbie Ray if I've never seen one in my life. Uh, Love Ray here. Hopefully he can get the job done and not troll us all and give up five home runs with the roof open. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, this team doesn't walk a lot. Like, outside of Saravelli, they just don't walk a lot. And, and, like, there's not a lot of power in this lineup. Like, everything points yeah. to Robbie Ray having a good game here. So, obviously, he's going to get shelled uh, because that's how it works. But No, let, let's, let's, let's nip that in. He better not get shelled. Not today. Listen, I'm trying some reverse psychology here, Will. Uh, <laughs> trying something new. Um <laughs> As far as the Pittsburgh's bats, Pittsburgh bats go, um, nothing really standing out to me as far as Pittsburgh. Saravelli is really cheap. If you want to play him at catcher, I never have an issue taking a cheap catcher. You guys know that. I don't have to say it every day. Um, the other guy that does not bother me here is Brian Reynolds. He has been better from the right side of the plate than the left side. But he's five for his last 28 at the dish. Um, so, like, you know, he, he was hitting the ball really well when he got called up, and now it's just like every day is like over, over, over. So um, just nothing really standing out to me. Like I might, if I if I play 100% Robbie Ray, I might have a Pittsburgh hedge stack. So if I win a tournament, 
with a Pittsburgh hedge stack, hedge stack today, you know why. I got you. Uh, as far as Arizona goes, you know, I like Arizona here. I like David Peralta. The roof's open. The first three guys, Escobar, Dyson, Peralta, really stand out to me. I wish Marte was cheaper. He's 5,200. It is really hard to click the button on Kettle Marte at 5,200. I think you could play him. I would much rather play Marte at 52 than Dyson at 51. Um, I'm, there's no chance I'm clicking Gerald Jared, Gerald. Dyson's name at 5,100 on DraftKings. But, you know, Arizona is definitely interesting here against Kingham. I like the lefties more. And uh, Blake Swihart's in there, the catcher, catcher, old catcher from the Red Sox. Like, he's better from the left side of the plate, too. Yeah, man. And, and let, let's go ahead and shout out Arizona. Right now they're averaging five, uh, 5.05 runs on the season, a little bit more than where they were last season. And I also want to point out why I think these guys are priced up, Stevie. Uh, Nick Kingham – I, I'm actually expecting him to get shelled here. I, I really am. I've got some recent trends. They're not showing in our lineup HQ, but thank God I've got multiple sources. But if you look at the last few starts for Nick Kingham, um, you know, he's given up 50% hard contact, uh, 44% fly ball rate, a 33% line drive rate. That's, I mean, and a 22% ground ball rate. So, He's really got some some shots that that could potentially leave the yard here. Uh, exit velocity, Stevie, at ninety four miles per hour. He's he, he's right at that a, one mile per hour more, and he would be at that 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 value hit range that we think about when we think about uh, exit velocity. For those of you that kind of want to know, if, once you hit about ninety five miles per hour on your exit velocity, you're going to start giving up higher value hits, and that's where you know you start seeing balls leave the yard. So he's at 94. That's close enough for me. Average distance is, is about 253, and all these are up. So the distance is up. The exit velocity is up. The hard hit rate is up. I, I, I think Arizona is a really good tournament team, but I, I just I don't like the prices on DraftKings. And on, on today's slate, I almost feel like they, they've given these guys like a course field pricing at 5K and 5,100 and 5,200. I mean, this is awful. So I, I don't want to play these prices. Uh, Christian Walker's at 49. Wilma Flores is at 44. Hate to hog up so much time. I want to point out the numbers because I think they're in such a good spot. On the flip side, I don't like the pricing. I, I, I would play these guys on FanDuel, though, for sure. Marte, 37. Peralta, 42. Nick Ahmed, 28. Escobar, 38. Uh, Christian Walker, 36. Like These are the prices I like. That's where I get my exposure to Arizona. I wouldn't touch him on DK. Um, last game on the slate, Mike Fires, you say UCA, you say, you say Kikuchi. I, I, I man, say Kikuchi. I think I got yeah, just, cheese. Cheese just, oh man, classic. Yeah, I'm just man. I am. I'm struggling. I am exhausted right now. Um, nine total. Kikuchi is a 128 favorite against the dude that just went out and threw a no hitter. Um, Will Mike Fire is going to get rocked today? Um, I, I've already, <laughs> I've already made up my mind that I'm going to stack Seattle on at least one of my tournament teams today. Mike Fires is pitching on five days rest, his normal amount, and he threw 131 pitches in his no hitter. Um, it was his best game of the season. Obviously, just he had it going. He looked great. Seattle's gonna pummel him here. Like if Fires goes out and pitches a good game here, kudos to him. 
I I know was it Matt Moore with the Giants? He threw a no hitter and threw like 138 pitches or something, and like he went out in his next start and he actually pitched okay. I don't have the data, but I'm telling you right now, it takes a lot to pitch a no hitter. It takes a lot to throw 131 pitches in an outing. Um, you are sore the next day. Like there's no doubt about it. You are sore. Um, and that's why we usually see pitchers throw like 100 to 110, 115 sometimes, sometimes 120, but 131, you're sore. Take it from somebody that pitched a lot of baseballs in his day. I have zero interest in Mike Fires today. And the stats tell me not to play him anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, listen, you know, this is a team. <laughs> you don't have to convince me to play Seattle. I I've been playing Seattle all year. And this just seems like the midnight hammer spot. Uh, Mike Fires is still, including the no-hitter, is still at a 5.10 XFIP. It's still at a 17.4% K rate. It's still giving up 41.4% hard contact overall on the season. 43 to uh, righties, 39 to lefties. Fly ball rate to righties is at 49.3%. I am not afraid to target Mike Fires. Uh, the, the, the only thing he's got working in his favor is that the exit velocity is, is under 90, which – I don't even care. Like it's at 87.8, but I, I don't care about that. It just cue up the Seattle bats. One of the best teams on the slate. Yeah. He pitched a great game. Let, let's be realistic. Oh, he did. He, he went out, he went out against Cincinnati and he threw a really good game. Fantastic. Um, just fantastic. But, Man. Like, good for him. Um, I'm stacking against him. Um <laughs> Kikuchi here. I think there's enough right-handed power bats in this lineup. I'm going to stay away from Kikuchi. I will say, I don't know. I, I don't want to go crazy with Oakland here because outside of like the, the slider for Kikuchi, he's been able to keep his hit down, his hit distances down. Um, and like okay. Oakland is actually really good against sliders. So like, obviously he has that going for him or like he doesn't have that going for him. So I, I don't want to go crazy with Oakland, but I'm not playing Kikuchi. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I I get it, and I, I don't think I'm going to have any Oakland. I don't think I'm going to have any uh, Kikuchi. Uh, even even if I go the mass multi entry route today, I, when, when I say I won't have any Oakland, I think I won't stack them. Like maybe I take a one off, like a Chapman. Chapman looks outstanding today. Just. If you see what I'm seeing right now, which you, and you absolutely can, just pull up play that cue. Uh, he looks outstanding, uh, and I think I'd go the one-off route with Oakland. I definitely don't think they'd be a stack for me, though. Yeah, like, I'm willing to take a shot on Chris Davis. I know the hip injury has been concerning for me, and I haven't really played him a lot, but, you know, he, he had a two-hit game on Sunday, back of the lineup, played a whole game. Um, they were careful with him. He, they were careful for him. So I am certainly willing to look at a guy like Chris Davis. Um, you know, Fegley, another catcher that's expensive that you can look at. Piscotti has nice price tag. Chad Pinder has a nice price tag. Um, so I'm willing to play some Oakland bats. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I'd stack them. I'm with you. Um, I don't mind looking at some of these righties here. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at, man. Uh, like I said, I, I wouldn't stack them. Same as you. But one-offs, I, I, I definitely get it. 
I already said my love for Seattle. Um, I, I, you go ahead and you can talk about some of these Seattle bats, but uh, again, I, I usually play three teams on a slate like this, and I will have at least one Seattle stack today. Yeah, man. Um, j- j- really, really, I like the whole team. Even Jay Bruce with his thirty percent K rate right now, uh, I think that will definitely be lower than that today with Mike Fires' seventeen point four percent K rate. So. Uh, man, catcher player of the day. Give me Omar Navarez. Uh, really like him. Uh, he's a guy that that I think could 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 put up a pretty nice day today. Spoiler alert: He's forty three hundred. So if you want to play him, you're really going to have to get him in there. But this guy's been pretty good this season to begin the season. Uh, if you look at the last three games, Steve, he's got two home runs out of the last three: 12, 17, and nineteen points. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's he's been hitting really well this season. And he's priced like he's hitting well, and I think I, I still think if I'm getting a Seattle stack, if if I was mass multi-entering, let's just say I had 10, 10 Seattle teams, I want to get him on about four of them. I, I, I like what he's doing at the plate, and uh, I, I definitely want to get some exposure. I think today's a day to pay up a catcher, Will. Um, there's so. a lot of value. Uh, Travis Shaw out there. Uh, J.P. Crawford uh, with, with oh, Dean yeah. Gordon kind of banged up. Uh, we'll we have to see if 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 Beckham or Gordon's in the lineup, but if JP Crawford's in there with these guys, um, you know, I think D Gordon will be back. But if he's not, um, you know, Dylan Moore got hurt too. He's on the IL, so like JP Crawford's their utility like infielder now. Uh, so if he gets to start here, he is thirty three hundred. A uh, lot of lot of nice value plays. Um, just on on the board today, just in general. Yeah, man, real real, and he's twenty three hundred on uh, Fanduel. My goodness, boom, boom, and he's gotten a hit in each three of the games since he got called up. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, Will, and then we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go get some sleep. Yes. Um, <laughs> over or under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, that one's tough today. Uh, listen, I, I don't like this guy today but i think in this range he's probably the closest to do it i'm gonna have to take freddie peralta by default at 7k uh but i I don't like it at all i just i don't like it at all yeah this game's obviously a lot tougher um when we don't have as many games i'm gonna take renardo lopez um yep i get it it depends on how many innings he gets and how how long they let him go, but like he's obviously a guy that can get six strikeouts and give up six earned runs. So, um, not playing him today, but I do think like those are the two guys you're looking at in that range. Um, over eight K, not to score fifteen. Who's your who's your bust today? Oh man, I actually don't have one. I think I think I'm just going to take Aaron Nola. That's that's who I'm going to have to take. Uh, I guess Fires would be my next guy, but he's right at 8K. So g- give me Aaron Nola at 9,200. Yeah, I'm going to take Fires. Um, those are the two guys that I had written down that I don't love to outperform their price today. Um, Bieber was actually the other guy that I was looking at. So um, as much as I think Bieber is in play, he's that other guy that's kind of right there. Uh, give me your expensive homer today. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? 
Uh, give me Vogelbach, 4,500. You realize you're never invited back to the podcast. <laughs> you can't you can't come on the podcast and take my guy. Hey, listen, man, I've got uh, a slew of Seattle guys. I mean, we could just go down to – seriously, Steve, I'm being completely honest here. I think Seattle gets us three to four home runs today. Not kidding. I think yeah, we get I like, three to four from Seattle. Yeah, I certainly like them today. A guy that doesn't have as many home runs as I thought that he was going to, especially moving ballparks this season, is Bryce Harper. I'm going to take Harper at home against Peralta. I really like this spot for Harper. He profiles really well against him. And I like the price. 4400 for Bryce Harper is really, really um, convincing for all formats today. So. Absolutely. Uh, like that. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Under 4K to get two hits. I've got a guy. I'm trying to find another. You know what? I'm just going to take it. G- give me Carlos Gonzalez in Cleveland. G- give me Cargo today at 3,700. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, Carlos Gonzalez. I'm going to take J.P. Crawford. I like it. If he's not in the lineup, I will replace that um, with somebody else. Maybe like Kipnis. Kipnis is the other guy that I was going to talk about. So I'm going to take J.P. Crawford if he's in the lineup. If not, Jason Kipnis. Uh, give me a team that's going to score six or more runs today. All right. So obviously you guys know we love Seattle. I'm going to give you a team that is overpriced. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to take. I'm going to take another team that I really like. I, I like the Twins to score over six today. Um, really like the Twins. Give me the Twins here. Yeah, taking your recent trends. Like I said, if you if you want to play the recent trends, the Twins are a team you should be looking at today yep. um, because they were terrible against lefties last year. But, you know, obviously it's a different lineup and they're doing better. Um, I'm going to take Seattle. Um, I'm going to take the late night hammer. It'd be interesting to see what their ownership is, that ballpark. Safeco is not the best for home runs, um, and they just have so much power that I'm going to take them to score six runs here against Mike Fires. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, I'm, I'm good to go. You guys know my thoughts, man. Twins in Seattle today. Love those guys. That's where I'm at. That's going to wrap it up here for the Monday edition of the Morning Grind. We'll be back tomorrow. Big slate talking about all the great baseball games. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome Monday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.